Welcome to the very first episode of Fable Scraps's Doom Lore, a 40k story. We're coming to you live from Twitch.tv, and I have some very special people I would like to announce. First up, we have our GM, Ollie. Allerant. It's me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Ollie. Oh, so they didn't tell me there was going to be a test. Uh, I'm a, an artist, long-time Warhammer fan uh, that Nika essentially kidnapped to run this show because uh, there was no other alternative. Some say kidnapped, some say liberated. Who knows? <laughs> you know, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah, all right. The history books will... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where can people find you? You can find me at Twitch, Twitter, ArtStation, all sorts of places. Uh, mostly doing sort of chill streaming and working on uh, a series of board games that I'll probably tell you about later. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ollie. Uh, Ollie's put together a fantastic campaign for the cast, who I would like to introduce next. Up first, we have Lucid Fox. Lucid, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Lucid Fox. Uh, I am not a furry, unlike Nicotine. Uh, and I talk about things on my channel like anybody would on the Twitch.tv five days a week. And that's me. Also, I do hot picks, which is like another show. And this is like the third thing that I do now. So I'm really just <laughs> trying to put all of my, all of my life on Twitch, just slowly but surely. Well, we surely do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lucid. And where can people find you and your content? Uh, Twitch.tv slash LucidFox, uh, Twitter, uh, Wikifeed, uh, 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 Twitter, uh, and um, uh, TikTok. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much, Lucid. Uh, up next, we have Locke the Raven. Locke, tell us a little bit about Locke the Raven. Who is Locke? Shit. Well... <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> now, I do role-playing uh, on GTA. Shut up! <laughs> do role-playing on uh, GTA on TRP. I usually dick around with nicotine a lot. Lately, I'm uh, doing Fallout 4 heavily modded. And, uh, you know, you may recognize me from the other Fable Scrap show. Star Trek Loveless. Yes. Every and Tuesday is at 3 p.m. Pacific. God. I'm going to lose my. You teed it up. You teed it up, Luck. You teed it up, and it's not my fault <laughs> for scoring the home run. All right. <laughs> Good job with sports ball. Thanks. So, where can people find you? Oh, now you want to know where people can find me? Well, I don't want to know. Other people. I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Twitch.tv/slash/LockTheRaven. Thank you, Luck. Up next, we have Distracted Elf. Not disc tracted elf, but distracted elf. Yeah, there was oh, a bit of confusion. Right. I there like was confusion about that earlier. Uh, I noticed that the, it has been separated into two words on the overlay, which is uh, interesting. But you know, that's fine. That's that's fine. <laughs> Tell um, us a little bit about distracted <laughs> dot 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 elf, if you could. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm distracted elf. I do role playing shows mostly for Roll Twenty Presents on Mondays and. Uh, I stream a lot on Twitch, a whole hell of a lot. Um, so you can find me there or on Twitter at DistractedElf. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, Distracted Elf also does some really cool LARP stuff. You should definitely do, yes. check out Distracted Elf's Twitter for some cool LARP stuff. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Up next, we have Enovin. Enovin, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Enovin, you are muted. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you are muted because I, I muted you. voice was just very soft. Oh, right. I thought that was me then. No, that was entirely know. my fault. Ah, okay. So, starting over again. Hello there. I am Enovin. I am a roleplay streamer that has recently gone into VR stream with Beat Saber and other VR games. And some might know me more as Soft British Boy, as the title has been given to me. Or the... What was it that you called me last time, Locke? Was it the puppet brought to life? I said you look like a puppet who wished he was a real boy. <laughs> yes, that as well. well Does can... that de facto make me hard British boy? I, however you two want to settle that, this I don't is, really care. This is becoming a much different show than I thought. Yeah. This was always on the docket. Um, <laughs> now kiss. How can people find your content, Enovan? I am at twitch.tv slash Enovan, and I've recently started back up my YouTube channel on YouTube at Enovan. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Enovan. My name, of course, is Nicotine. I do a lot of roleplay on Twitch.tv. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash nicotineprime. That's N-I-K-A-T-I-N-E. I do a lot of roleplay. I've been getting into tabletop roleplay lately on my own channel. Uh, but here at Fable Scraps, uh, we are about to bring you something very special. Um, Ollie, before we get into the show, I would very much appreciate if you could uh, explain to the audience exactly some of the mechanics, specifically fate, uh, yeah. Um, oh, and as a quick reminder, chat, so, you are allowed to do exclamation point zoom lore to get everybody's links. We, <laughs> we're, we're not banning you for that. Go ahead and exclamation point zoom lore if you want links. Go ahead, Ollie. All right. So uh, we are going to be using uh, Dark Heresy, uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Heresy for this campaign. Second edition, uh, mostly because it's just a little bit nicer. Um, but there are a couple of uh, mechanics that, well, there's one mechanic, just one, that you in chat can directly interact with in that each character on this show, other than me, uh, has a fate score. Their fate can be used in a variety of ways, such as allowing them to reroll any dice, gain bonuses, shrug off non-lethal damage... All kinds of very useful things, as well as, very often, special abilities that are unique to each character. Um, you, as chat, can actually gift a little bit extra fate to them. Uh, they will be regaining their fate at the start of every session, so you know where everyone sits. You can actually bump above that if you really want- if you really want someone to live, give them- give them a little bit of money. That's how it works in the world, and that's how it works here. Um, that's just about it. Fantastic. Good. Yeah, I think that's great. So, um, all right. Well, uh, if we're ready to begin, then um, I'm going to go ahead and give it over to Ollie and I'll let, uh, let Ollie set the scene. Okay. Get comfy. For in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war. That is uh, especially true 
for the many forces of the Imperium of Man dedicated to protecting it. Uh, there are the genetically engineered super soldiers of the Space Marines that uh, perform the Emperor's will across the fractured galaxy. There are also regular humans serving to protect the galaxy in the Imperial Navy and the uh, Adeptus Militarum, forged in many, many different military groups. But there are many, many more humans in the world. Each one of them both incredibly, incredibly worthless and a vital cog in the Imperial Machine all at once. Uh, the Imperium of Man spreads across the entire galaxy, our galaxy, spreading out from Holy Terror, and has for 10,000 years. And I don't, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a large amount of space between planets. Uh, to keep the Imperium running, that's not managed by the Space Marines, it's managed by bureaucrats. And bureaucrats get goods and services between planets, not through the Navy, but via the charterist vessels. There are billions of merchant ships that slowly trundle their way throughout the stars. Uh, sending Imperial teeth, sending food, sending just unwashed masses of people. But a lot of those travel at, at uh, are very low tech and they travel very slowly. Some get to have the benefit of being able to travel through the warp, which is fast but has its own dangers. We're going to actually be focusing on just one of those charterist vessels today. One requisitioned by the Inquisition that manages all sorts of affairs among the Imperium of Man. This is a ship called the Sibilance. Now, this is not a military vessel. Compared to a military vessel, you'd probably call it a light escort. If you've ever seen anything about the, the large Imperial Navy, the ships are humongous. Even the smaller ones are like large cities with populations very, very high. The Sibilance has a population of 14,000 souls on board, keeping the ship running uh, in all sorts of ways. And because the vessels through space, their, their journeys are so long, and there are so many people aboard a ship, every one of these ships starts to adopt their own subcultures and traditions, and those are all linked to many manner of things. The Sibilance used to be a ship that's entire purpose was serving a cabal of nobles that had a number of positions uh, in noble planets near Holy Terror, which is Earth, by the way. Now, the ship has been requisitioned by the Imperium to uh, complete a task, but for hundreds of years, it served nobility. And so the vessel is golden-clad, it is beautiful, it is filled with statuettes and performance. The people aboard the vessel have very... They, their culture is formed in having... In both trying to emulate the nobility and keep out of their ire in equal measure. The sibilance has been requisitioned by the Inquisition. Requisitioned by the Inquisition. Good line. Uh, to do many things, but mostly to gather the five of you. You are acolytes of the Inquisition, of a particular Inquisitor. The Inquisitor's name is Balifo. 
the sibilance has been going through space over the last couple of months, picking each one of you up, one at a time, in whichever way was most efficient. Because the sibilance is capable of the warp. It didn't need to travel into the warp much in its original service, but the entire ship is quite elated to be doing something quite different. Not everyone on the ship knows who you are or knows how important you are, if even you are all that important. You've been summoned by an Inquisitor, yes, but not by name. Almost all of you are in, uh, uh, were summoned just because you had the right sort of skills, or maybe your superiors wanted to get rid of you for any number of reasons. If they send you off on the ship and go and to, to go to an Inquisitor, they're never going to see you again. So, but I don't think your superiors necessarily knew the lap of luxury of which you have been provided. The sibilance was designed to house nobles. The guest quarters you have been prepared <clears throat> are decadent. Beyond decadent compared to anything you have had before. They, the, the members of the crew are not treating you like the nobility they once served. Many of them as they are, you know, generations have served on the ship, may not even remember that being their duty. But you still have a private suite in the palaces at the back of the ship, uh, where the five of you are currently uh, making your stay, as the vessel now turns its target towards its destination, where you have been summoned to, the planet of Pask. This place is comfy. It may even be too comfy for a lot of you, honestly. For the sort of thing you guys are used to, the uh, guest quarters in the Sibilance is a suite with private bedrooms and bathing chambers and fresh food prepared daily. It's, it's a lot, considering the level of quality, the quality of life for most of you on most Imperial planets. Um, like I said, the, the ship has been slowly gathering the lot of you, which means some of you have been here for longer than others. And there are a lot of ways you guys could entertain yourselves in this, uh, for this journey, because a journey through the warp could take a couple of months, could take weeks, could take days, could take years. You don't know how long you're going to be here. The noble quarters of the Sibilance have been designed to entertain all manner of nobility uh, while they were here. Uh, so... What I'm going to ask you in a moment, I'm going to give you a moment to prepare, is to tell me who your character is, what they look like, but also what they've been doing uh, in the time they've been on this vessel. Uh, aside from one of you who only just got here, it's you, Univan. You're fine, you're safe from this questioning. Um, we'll get back to that in a bit. Uh, a few examples... The Sibilance has a quite extensive library of data slates and uh, some backed up information. There's also a sparring uh, ring for training your combat skills. There is a grand observation room which allows you to watch the uh, Admiralty, the, the uh, bridge crew of the ship, uh, perform the rituals and maneuvers that are necessary, and there's also a vast member of merchants aboard the Sibilance. Considering how important it is to hop on a ship, uh, if, if you can, there is a lot of merchants just aboard an entire merchant city uh, in the middle decks of the vessel. Um, so there are quite a lot of things to do, and in that virtual city you can pretty much find anything you can find in any other sort of civilization, just confined by bulkheads 
and steel. There's also all the supplies brought with you from whatever planet you came from and whatever organization you came from. The ship is not just gathering five individuals. That would be rather ridiculous. Each one of you came with a cache of important supplies uh, for whatever is happening on Pask. None of you really know. It's not important for you to know right now. I'm going to start with Ohm 13. You have been on the vessel the longest, more than a month, um, while it's been gathering other people. I don't think you would have been too concerned on the other acolytes that have been joining the ship. But why don't you describe what Ohm is, your appearance, and what Ohm <coughs> has been doing aboard the Sibilance for around a month. Ohm is an acolyte or tech priest of the Adeptus Mechanicus and he is he's never the same size twice his height will fluctuate every time you see him for no discernible reason he's covered in the robes of his office except instead of uh, the traditional Mechanicus red and white they've been inverted to a black with red detailing across them and there's various wires and cables that come out from under the hood, but you can make out the vague shape of what could be a human face, but the only thing you can really see are a pair of purple lenses looking out. Ohm wouldn't care for anything that has just been described, save for the data slates and the technology. His room is very Spartan. Anything that's frivolous has been removed from it or taken apart and studied and reconstituted data slates are stacked and organized and he would have spent the past month going through the ship communing with the machine and just basically trying to discern whatever he could from it that's good because uh, for those who don't know the Adeptus Mechanicus are almost the only members of Imperial Society allowed to interface with machinery. They build, they craft, they edit. They very rarely edit. That's sometimes illegal. Uh, so there are quite a lot of Adeptus Mechanicus members aboard this vessel. Um, there is uh, quite a lot of sort of sub-factions that are formed amongst the ship. I mentioned that there's the uh, sort of the faux nobility that run the vessel, that fly it. There's the merchants. There are those who call themselves the Wallers, who do everything behind the scenes, plumbing, maintaining, heavy lifting, which is the vast majority of the crew. And then there's the Sibilant Mechanicae, an almost uh, an offshoot uh, a group of Mechanicus members serving under the tech priest Euron. Um, and it's very likely you've had some run-ins uh, with them uh, to sort of share information or anything actually what how would you treat these these other members of uh the mechanic support the vessel ohm would defer to them as he is technically in their purview but for the most part he would either avoid them as uh as you because tech priests are usually very territorial with the things that they do and collect. So, 
when you're a guest in someone's house, you don't try to step on their feet more than you have to. I would Makes say sense. that he's indifferent. That 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 checks out. That makes sense. Why don't we next go to Scythia Vas? Who are you? What have you been so, doing? So I think Scythia's mostly been spending as much time as she can uh, perfecting her art, which is any kind of melee combat she can get her hands on. So anyone or any any person that, that wants to go, she's willing to, like attempt a fight with um, because you you got to get better as much as you can um, of course but uh, other than that she's probably been properly mapping out the place getting to know the people that are around her um, because again if you know people then you know what they're going to do or, or what they might get up to um, she's been keeping track of routine um, and her room is probably like she's probably been hoarding the food a little bit like she doesn't often get a whole lot so she's trying to make it last as long as possible um, let me describe the food real quick if there's anything i've learned in in you know dming in all these years is that everyone wants to hear about the food oh yeah especially when it's lore appropriate you have fresh i mentioned it's fresh food it's fresh groks uh, Grox is a uh, cattle animal that's actually a giant lizard, more or less, um, that is eaten around the Imperium, yes. For normal people like you, you would be really excited if in your daily ration pack you had Grox offal. It's very nutritious. It's great. You have pretty good cuts of Grox. Uh, you know, well-cut, sort of, not full steaks. You're not getting huge portions or anything, but real grox meat. Plus, you know, assorted vegetables and things, which are less so fresh. There's probably a giant chamber the size of, uh, you know, a building filled with freeze-dried vegetables. But fresh meat. Clearly it was of importance to the nobles who used to stay in this guest chamber. Uh, and those come in every day via a little chute in the wall. And yeah, it would make a lot of sense to um, be hoarding it. Yeah, pretty much. She's just been like keeping as much of it as long as it'll keep, um, and and uh, stashing it away for when inevitably she has to leave this room and have extras. You know what I mean? Um, Excellent. So that's that's what she's been up to. Can you? You're going to be the first role of the game. Oh, cool! Uh, because of what you told me. I would love for you to make for me an inquiry roll. Now, okay. a couple of things about how this works, just in general. Uh, first of all, it's a D100 system. They are trying to roll under their threshold, right? Yeah, to get a, a good, a big success. If you are not trained in a skill, you have a minus 20. You are not trained in inquiry. I am However, not. Uh, you can actually use three different attributes to three different characteristics for inquiry. A lot of the skills have optional uh, characteristics. You can use whichever one you would wish. It's usually mm. fellowship. You're not you've not got a great fellowship. No, no um, I don't. But my perception is okay. Yeah. Um so we'll go we'll go for that kind of inquiry and roll and see if I can get under a 14. <laughs> Excellent. You should just be able to click on it and it will uh do yep. it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's... did not. 
Very close. Not a success. It's very close, though. It's very close. There's actually a thing in this uh, system called degrees of success and degrees of failure. Because that isn't very uh, far away, maybe you'll get some bonuses later along the way. But um, we'll, we'll get back to that later on. More or less, though, you haven't found many people willing to spar with you. Especially mm. among... Uh, if you actually see... Like, look up a picture of a, a, a Warhammer 40k void ship. They're very long, with a palace on the end. <laughs> Everything's palaces in 40k. You're in the palace. Anyone else, uh, any any of the the nobility the the that uh, run the vessel would be terrified of you, <laughs> and would not want to spar. Uh, they would be carrying like dress rapiers and things. From your experience down in their sparring rooms, it is more for sport than survival. Um, training dummies that teach them how to parry and repost in the proper way if you're in polite mm. company. Oh yes, polite um, company. Anyone else aboard the vessel you haven't really had enough interaction with, and they you, you can tell that people have been told not to interact with the, uh, the guests, other than maybe the merchants, because they don't really care. They don't. They're they're sort of you know mid travel mostly. I mean, failing but, failing getting any partners to spar with, she just works on her own mostly. Yeah, you're you're more than capable of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Did you give a little appearance? Oh, she's she's a she's a sort of like medium heighted, severe looking. Uh, woman with very short cut hair and uh, like scars on her face. Uh, she mm. wears a like an armored body glove, uh, and she's often armed even when she doesn't have to be. I think yeah. is a good way to put it. I think a lot of people in this universe are carrying no weapons around with them. Yeah, if they can. the The other thing is that you are d beyond deathly pale. Yes, so, so pale. She is from a world that is wreathed in darkness all the time, forever. Some horrible death world where there's no sun. Um, so she is super, super pale. Okay. Uh, next is going to be... You know what? Let's go with Nika. Who are you? What have you been doing on the vessel? My character's name is Risa. She is very concerned at the apparent lack of discipline among the market people. The thought that they might be distributing something illegal troubles her. And so she is alone in her quarters, polishing her flamer and ensuring that every piece of this incredible machine is ready just in case. She is six feet tall. She is young, but you wouldn't know it. And she is powerful and imposing. Absolutely. You're also... I would imagine that Risa is walking around in her full Adeptus 
Arbate's uniform and armor. Absolutely. It's a source of pride. Yeah. Everyone knows who you are. <laughs> For the Adeptus Arbates are the police, the judge, the jury, the executioner, the cleanup of the Imperium. Absolutely. That means that the people around the, the market hold have been acting very casually whenever you are visible. Uh, it has you... not gone unnoticed. Absolutely. Yeah. You you get the impression, without even any need to roll, that they they didn't think that there would be any Arbates aboard this noble vessel. And uh, anything of a shady nature, which is everything, uh, is swept under any rugs in the available area. That, too, has not gone unnoticed. Awesome. Why don't we move to... Da -da -da -da, Caius Grimorius. So, Who are you? What have you been doing? So Caius is a uh, a gaunt figure, uh, normal height, covered, uh, very, very pale, obviously, uh, covered in scars as he was uh, possessed by a demon uh, as of recently and just uh, recently exercised. Uh, he, um, you might want to keep that amongst yourself, among the crew. Of course, though. of course, yeah. That, that's something he's... Obviously very secretive and, and honestly quite disgusted with the decadence of the vessel. Uh, he doesn't, from from the planet that he came from, he doesn't understand nor appreciate the, uh, the, the decadent looks of this place. Uh, he's spending a lot of his time in the library, uh, researching demons and demonology, at least whatever literature he can on them, so that he can find new targets. Okay. Why don't we give you a little roll as well? Mm -hmm. So, uh, this would uh, be a uh, I mean, this would be a demonology check actually, because what you're you're not looking for books on demons. Something that is very much the case in the, in the the, the universe is that. Um, it's not that people don't know about demons. That used to mm -hmm. be the case. In the last thousand years or so, public knowledge is that demons exist. It depends on the world you're at, of course. This is a very sheltered community in every single way. Um, but I think a forbidden law demonology check to uncover any information that they have would be appropriate. Now, uh... When you make checks in this system, uh, I can give you modifiers. Um, actually, a normal roll has a plus 10, an ordinary difficulty check. This is going to be challenging. This is going to be just your uh, a, a plus zero. Because it's okay. always difficult to find anything that's connected to demons and how it would be. So that would be a Forbidden Law Demonology check. My D100. Uh, if you go to your sheet, you can just click uh, beside where it says demonology in your forbidden law section and it will do it automatically. 
than more demonology. Under attributes? It is going to be... It's on the right. So the right side of the page is the skill section. And quite far down is your forbidden law. Because you're not meant to have forbidden law. It's forbidden. Sick. Yeah, the, the character sheets for Dark Heresy are gr amazing. Oh, yeah, spidery. <laughs> Once you get used to them, they'll be very easy. First forbidden. Uh... Yeah, if you click the kind of box next to it, it will uh, roll a dice. I popped in that one sec. That's right. The the information about demons and the nature of them is suppressed, but it's always out mm. there. Maybe not always in, in common text. Maybe I'm clicking the wrong button, it won't let me roll it. You were actually just deleted your skill in demonology. Oh, there. okay. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, it's the button to the left of that. Because we have to, because you know, there's so, there's a lot of different types of laws you can you can learn, and some of them mm. I could I could even make them up. Doesn't matter. Uh, so it's it's customizable. Um, so the button just to the left of where it says demonology will click it will roll it, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm not seeing the button for it. Uh, Let, I'll, you know what? I'll do it this once. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hold your hand while I click it. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a... a... No, these, these sheets are... Uh, like I said, they're spidery. And you actually rolled pretty well. This is actually a success. Mm -hmm. You wanted to reach a 26. You rolled a 15. Mm -hmm. So... There's something that you've noticed. You've only been on this vessel for probably around two weeks. Uh, yeah. Of course, first of all, time is different. Weeks and days are different everywhere in the galaxy. They are uh, simplified to uh, Terran time. On a vessel like this, it's even more confusing. But among the library, which is a vast chamber of data slates and computers and occasionally old tomes you don't find anything about demons or anything you've encountered in the past you find suspiciously nothing there's not even any old tales that could be referencing demons hmm. you gain the feeling from your experience being this person that someone has taken and sequestered demonology information aboard this vessel. It is possible that they took it and left. But that is something you would absolutely notice. A void of information that has been stolen from. Perfect. And from that we get to the newest uh, person to join the sibilance and that's actually going to be you yen now i say you're the newest because every other one of you has been gathered from either a planet or a space station you may have been ferried back and forth mm -hmm. for yen a small vessel 
darted up beside the ship and you swept in. Uh, which is very exciting because this sort of thing has never really happened for this ship. Uh, Yen, why don't you describe yourself and uh, sort of your... how you would take a this very decadent and gilded vessel. So Yen is a relatively short guy, kind of 5'4ish, bit lanky, bit hunched over, not a very tidy sort of individual. He's covered in oil stains. His clothes are covered in, covered in oil stains. They're singed a bit at the end. His hair is just a complete mess. A wild, dilated eyes. A few, only a few missing teeth. Only a few. Not, not, not like loads of teeth missing. Just maybe one or two missing, you know. It's surprising that anyone, usable. if you meet someone who has all of them, and honestly. Ooh. <gasps> But the first thing that Yen would do entering the vessel is kind of ignoring the luxuriness of it all. You know, he's seen a ship is a ship to him. He first, his first instinct when entering the ship would be trying to find the little nooks and crannies to get around. That makes sense. You have an innate knowledge of how vessels like these are constructed and how it takes multiple centuries to build or even uh, retrofit a ship. And in that process, a ship the size of a city has large streets, it also has little alleyways, little places you can duck in, little places you can hide. You would absolutely be keeping an eye out for these while you are being led to the uh, guest chambers by your chaperone. She is a woman by the name of Captain Ray. This vessel is so obsessed by nobility that even the mid-ranking members are captains. There are just lots of captains. Captain Ray is a sort of brown-skinned woman. The first thing you would notice is uh, an unusual gait due to one metal prosthetic leg. There's also another cybernetic uh, uh, attachment that's kind of built into the side of her skull. Uh, with sort of cables that trail behind. The clothing she wears is practical. Uh, it, it could probably provide some armor. It's not imperial robes or anything of the sort, though. People on this vessel don't really need to wear anything like that. You also would definitely notice a data slate in one hand, shotgun, hand resting on the shotgun on the hip with the other, um, while just ferrying you around. Um... Ray would have made a summons for the rest of you to join them in the guest quarters because you have all acquired here. Not everyone on the vessel knows what you you guys are doing, who you are. You guys don't really know who you are. <laughs> but you have all been summoned by the Inquisition. And Captain Ray is one of the people privy to that. Uh, it is her duty to uh, basically oversee your stay here. Mostly your accommodation and that you don't die on the way, mostly via starvation. If you get into a fight, it's not really her duty. Um, but she is kind of doing the admin work that uh, to say that, okay, everyone is here and now they can move on to the planet of Pask, your destination. Um, all of you could be in the common room 
for your guest chambers, which is a room of white marble and red curtains. The red silk curtains don't cover anything. There's no windows. They just sort of drape attractively uh, on the walls, occasionally near um, statuettes or false plants. There are a great number of statues aboard this vessel. Anything that would be a normal sort of vent for air is decorated. Most of them actually are decorated in the form of grotesques or gargoyles, where their mouths are distended into vents or uh, speakers. Um, there is also a fountain trickling water, which is large enough to bathe in, uh, which is separate to the bathing chamber. Uh... The Now, don't get me wrong. This is decadent. This is pretty. This is attractive. Probably not to any of your tastes, admittedly. It is also old. Everything is worn. There are lovely chairs that are worn at every single part of the seams. Uh, there are still scuffs and marks on the marble flooring. This is not surprising or distracting. It actually is almost slightly comforting. But... The five of you are now in this room together. Congratulations, party formed. How far long have we gone? Okay, an hour in. That's good. That's We're on track. Um, Captain Ray looks at each of you enough to acknowledge your existence. Um, you've all met her before. She's led you here and, and kind of dealt with any sort of issues. There is also a small fleet of butlers that have been doing that. Um... But she is, of course, in charge. You may notice, actually, I think it would be mostly uh, uh, Risa and uh, Scythia that notice she's actually got a cut lip, a bit of a bruising around the eye, uh, and even on the hand that is currently tapping away at a data slate is a little bruised around the knuckles, a couple of cuts and scrapes. You notice that especially because... The data slate she's holding in her hand, she's tapping on the screen multiple times to try and get it to accept uh, the command uh, she is giving it um, before kind of lowering it and saying, Right, well, now you're all here. There was meant to be six of you, but there was some sort of clerical error, so there's just the five. Um, we can now start on our journey to Pask. So it means we should be at your destination and the Inquisitor in two weeks. If the Navigator guides us safely through the warp, that is. Any questions? Cynthia accepts the, like, uh, description of what is happening with the demeanor of someone who has been told what is going to happen many times course. Two weeks is acceptable. Have the... Oh, in, too far away. Have the Inquisitors been kept abreast of our of our estimated time of arrival? Our astropath will send them a message, but uh, Prask is a planet that's been hard to communicate with. Don't worry. Have information of where to meet him aboard the when you're at or the planet, and we'll take you down from orbit ourselves. So very well. 
That will be fine. Oh, I can tell you're itching. Oh, uh, Ohm just sort of stares, and then there's the vague sound of cogitators and various little bits of machinery just whirring, and then he'll nod, but he won't speak. Your data pad, is there something wrong with it? It took a fall recently. It's, uh... It's nothing the... The cogitation noises increase. <laughs> Perhaps the Adeptus Mechanicus can examine it for you. It's not, yeah. re- it's not really a, uh, a request. It's apparent. Yeah, uh... You know what? It not being really a request. Let's roll a dice. Two actually, because it's a D100 system. Um, this is an intimidate roll. It is going to have a plus twenty modifier because this is a routine check for you. Mm-hmm. Um, bear in mind that you can use different skills when using intimidate, but strength is something that Riser is good at, so you're probably fine. So, I just click on where it says strength. You click on where it says intimidate in your skill section. All right. And add a plus 20 modifier when it asks. Do I have to write plus 20 or just 20? Uh, 20 will do. Alright. Absolutely. With a, with a 48, when you're looking for a uh, 62, had a hard time reading the letter 6 for a second there. Uh, that is absolutely a success. It's not that Captain Ray is scared of you. She is too experienced to be scared she just understands that this is not a fight worth having especially when the data slate has information about the lot of you why start uh, any sort of issue and will actually kind of motion uh, motion to ohm who is clearly a member of the depths of mechanicus but will say could also take it down to the tech priest level after all, Majos Euron has been wanting to give a tour of the vessel to this one. Motioning to Ohm. Acceptable. Right. But he will not move to take it whatsoever. Exactly. When you don't move... Ray awkwardly sort of takes a couple of side steps closer to put it as close to your hands as possible. Uh, it is a chunky data slate. So data slates are books, iPads, they're whatever they need to be. Um, but they're usually quite chunky. And will kind of thrust it upon your hands and then will kind of look at the rest of you and you're like I don't know if uh, if the rest of that invitation extends to the rest of you but if any of you were interested in the inner workings of a void ship as she hands it over to him he'll take it carefully 
but is she studying him the serpentine optical mechadendrite on his back will sort of raise up and will move into her face and begin to just sort of sweep back and forth very like he's studying her while she's studying him uh Anyone who wants to make a uh, scrutiny check may do so. It'll have a plus ten. I would like to. Yeah, go ahead. It's your. It's a free. Well, I'll do one. I am not trained in it and therefore will not do one. Yeah, I'm also there we not are. trained. We're good. Cool. Yeah, same here. Uh, who succeeded? Oh, we only we have find the dice thingy. a roll from Riser and it is a success. Uh, it's on your character sheet. Oh, there it is. Uh, just at the skill on the side, of course. You have a plus 10, but if you are not trained in this, you have a minus 20 anyway. Um, mm. Don't worry. You you fretted that needle, Locke. You're good. Uh, Alright. It makes sense that you would roll scrutiny, Locke, because you are currently scanning her with your mechadendrite. Mechadendrites are... For, it's the, the best way to describe them, you might get mad, they're robot tentacles. They're robot tentacles that Ohm has an abundance of. Um, this one has a, a, a lens on the end of it to look at people. Um, but both Riser and uh, Ohm, you get the feeling that this kind of thing has happened before. That there have been awkward encounters with the sibilant Mechanicae who are on this vessel, which are the tech priests, the Adeptus Mechanicus. Just from this interaction, you can tell that while they're not officially in charge, they they wear the pants on this ship. Uh, that it almost makes sense on a vessel like this. Uh, that may kind of raise some curiosity when you're about to meet them and their leader. But uh, that is the, the vibe you get. You also get the vibe... Both of you succeeded around about the same. That, um... There's a slight self-conscious that you're going to ask about the the injuries she has, but not enough to kind of puff out her chest and, and you know, sort of bring it up. Um, that's what you get while you're just scanning her with your mechadendrite. Any of you want to interact with her further, or is she going to lead you to um, one of the lifts further down deck? Your flesh is damaged. Well, compared to yours, it all is, right? It is not difficult to see, Captain, as you are no doubt aware. Fighting aboard a vessel such as this is a direct violation of the Book of Judgment. She gives you a, uh, kind of, like, aggressively curious eye, uh, Riser, at that. Okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. 
and we'll start leading Ohm <laughs> towards uh, one of the lifts. Very well. He'll follow. I would like to accompany. Cool. Uh, anyone else? The city has absolutely no interest in anything to do with the way the ship works. Doesn't matter at all. Um, so she turns to the other two who are in the room and like looks at them as if wondering if they're going to go. Uh, Ken would be interested uh, in finding out what the inner workings are like. So it's just me and Caius left behind, yeah, hanging Ka out. Caius hates this place and can't wait to leave, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you are led down further into the bowels of the vessel. Because every good vessel needs to have some bowels. Uh, this is an area near the plasma engines of the ship. It is actually noticeably warmer uh, due to that, um, but no less decorated um, when you take a, a, a number of elevators down. Uh, every hallway you travel through has these statues. Even just sort of standing in the hallways, there's statues, even which ones which would probably be more for maintenance have artistry and design on it, maybe some engravings on the metal plates or something of the sort. Um, this area of the ship run by the sibilant Mechanicae uh, is bathed in red light. You see many of the uh, acolytes wearing red robes which are befitting of most Adeptus Mechanicus members. Most wear red. It represents the sands of Mars where the Adeptus Mechanicus was founded and based and has expanded from. When you uh, you actually go into what is you don't go into it. You get near the doorway, a hatch into what is essentially a church to the uh to the Omnissiah, the machine god that the tech priests worship. And that would be when you uh, meet uh, Majos Euron. Uh, first you would be met with a smell of incense and uh, perfumed mechanical oils. Smells that don't really go together to someone who is not a tech priest. Um, that smell comes from a servo skull a floating skull fitted with anti-gravity plates that perform many duties. This one has an incense burner kind of dangling from it and is releasing periodical wafts of this perfume. Actually so strong that you can see it particulate into the air in a kind of purple haze by Tech Priest Euron who is communicating with another uh, tech priest of a lower rank. You can tell that he is of the highest rank here because all the other acolytes, they're not as far gone as Ohm. Ohm is almost hard to distinguish as a human. The others are usually human-ish. They might have a robotic eye or some extra limbs or some mechadendrites. Tech priest Majos Euron is a cloaked figure in the guise the rough shape of a human. The cloak is red, but strangely is decorated with feathers of an Agrian seabird, which are also shades of red. Uh, very decorated. There's also fine embroidery that adds almost uh, circuitry designs 
to the cloak. Um, there is no face that you can distinguish because he is wearing a death mask. It looks like a screaming, almost operatic face uh, with all manner of other cables and lenses coming from it. And that is in a white gold, much like the rest of the other equipment that Euron has upon him. Most, of course, shrouded by the, uh, the large heavy cloak and... Quite similar to a lot of Fargon tech priests, there's a hunch due to all the machinery almost weighing down their very body. Uh, Euron will see you all approach and will, with a hand, wave away Ray, who has been leading you here, who just kind of, like, understands that this is the process, right? She is going to make a face about it, but she's going to kind of leave you all. You notice when he does that that the hand is a more or less a mechanical claw. Um, and will kind of visibly sort of sit up straighter from a standing position and will also wave away the other members uh, of the Mechanicai he's talking to and will lean up and look at Ohm but it's very hard to tell because there are no eyes The Acolyte from Agrippana I feel excitement that you are finally deigning me with your presence. Ohm, something else holding the data slate from inside of his robes from somewhere. Uh, his armored fingers will come out and they will link together and form the sign of the cog to the magos, magus. And then he will extend the greeting. Emrated Magus, it does me well to see you. The eye of the Magus, of Magus, who knows? We'll send that one off to be checked. Uh, looks to uh, Riser, who he didn't ask for. Uh, and then just looks back to home. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. But we'll start moving, expecting you to follow. There are few guests aboard the Sibilance who understand the centuries of work I have put upon the vessel. It has been my life's work. A piece of perfection. A life well lived. Agreed. He will start leading you through the vessel, explaining and showing you things. It's not like you're going through every single corridor, but the main ones. Um, he will explain that the vessel was built from the skeleton of a far older ship. It is therefore unique in its design, absolutely. I was not here for the beginning of the process, but once I was put on this duty, I have overseen absolutely everything about its craft. Every detail must be perfect, down to the minutity. He will actually tell you the specifics. Uh... It was built on a Orion-class Starstripper vessel, a much older ship. It's very common 
for ships to be built on the skeletons of others, it takes far too long to just build a new one. Especially for a specific one. But that... He, can, he will tell you about how it's warp capable. They haven't been able to use the warp very often. It's capable of defending against pirates, but they've never been attacked by pirates, and that is most disappointing. Right? Uh, anything you'd bring up, Ohm? Or Riser? Ohm, for the most part, is just, <laughs> is just going to uh, quietly listen. <laughs> and just sort of take take stock, though while he's walking with the uh, the Magos, the mechadendrite, the optical mechadendrite is looking around independently of his head. Of course. Scanning around. Yeah. Any thoughts, Ryza? Ryza will be peering at some of the workers to ensure that uh, they are not phased by her existence here. Are they? Uh... Let's. I'm gonna give this one for free. There's a certain point with skill in this game where if it's such an easy check, you just get them. Um, the intimidation of you as a member of the Adeptus Astartes is easily dwarfed by the intimidation of Major Suron. Uh, you can tell that he runs the vessel. He does it not on paper, uh, and it's not exactly fear. It is just there's a hierarchy. And uh, you are lower on the hierarchy than him uh, in terms of fear levels. Um, he would For now. be kind of explaining this stuff to you. Well, not this stuff, but you would see this most when he's showing you the quarters where other people are in. Mostly uh, merchants and crafters. Very well. I'll follow. Uh, I had when a he good question. He didn't notice you were here. So when you speak up, he stops. While he's been moving, many tech priests kind of almost glide. You can't really see the legs moving or anything, but he stops and turns, the screaming mask looking completely upon you, Yen. Question uh, accepted. Right, so about, like, the minute details of this uh, vessel. What's the uh, vent security like around here? The vents have the typical security of all Orion-class vessels. Security on such manner is, was not on the deepest importance on the commission, aside from in the noble quarters. They were terrified of assassins and spies using those vents against them. Right, that's, uh, that's good to know, that's good to know. Of course, everything aboard this vessel flows. Every, every hallway, every vent, every pipe. There are arteries and veins that lead to the heart of the ship. Where we met... Our church is the heart, and our warp core, unique in its design. In fact, the ship should be entering warp within the hours. 
I have been spending quite a lot of your time, Acolytes. I'm sure you would far rather see the warp ritual up in the palace of the ship. It would be an honor. Most enlightening. That's pretty cool. I will escort you all. He glides onward. Uh, you two, up in the suite, would you care? Uh, there would be an announcement through the speakers in uh, low gothic and high gothic uh, that the uh, warp ritual would be about to begin. Uh, like I said, there is a viewing room to view the bridge because to nobles this is exciting. Uh, would you wish to join them there? Uh, Caius's eyes immediately light up. He's very interested in perceiving the warp ritual. I mean... I'll take a look, yeah. I no particular I'm interest. you there on your own now. No particular interest, and I'm not gonna stand around in this marble room by myself. If Caius <laughs> is like, if Caius is like going away, I can at least like be on his shoulder, you know what I mean? Right. No, I've, I've just started Excellent. drifting and wandering at the at the mere hint of uh, them mentioning warp ritual, so. I think, I think Sidious has already like made a decision in her head that it's like, these are the people I'm gonna be working with. Okay, well, now I have to care about if they're alive. You know what I mean? Like you're making already, an effort. That's good. She's already in. She's already in that mode. So she she goes with Caius out of like a a duteous attention, more than anything. Absolutely. Uh, this viewing chamber is much like one you would see in like an arena or something. There is a large platform that directly looks above the bridge of the ship. There is armor glass, incredibly thick but also incredibly high. And this chamber is probably 20 feet tall or so. Uh, although I need to switch from D&D, which uses feet, to this system that uses meters. I'm terrible at both. That's going to be a process. Um, and all of you are kind of meet up there. Uh, you can see the preparation. Now, the bridge of a vessel... First of all, it's decorated. made of mar- Things made of marble, stone, metal, faux gold. Not even real gold. Uh, it's more, you know, the right type of fake gold looks better and is more expensive than gold, right? Um, but as a bridge, it looks like a bridge of a ship you would imagine. A lot of control panels, a lot of uh, spaces. Actually, the best example to just completely ruin your immersion is probably the carrier from the first Avengers movie, because the true captain of the vessel is standing in the center of a large area while uh, it kind of looking through and at all the others. Um, there are members of the uh, the Mechanicai here. There are no members of anyone else. Other than, you know, the Admiralty running the vessel. Um, and before the warp ritual begins, I think this might be a great place for a break. What do you think? Yeah, fantastic. Perfect. You, at least we got the intro and we got all of you. That, I mean, honestly, in the first break, I wasn't expecting that. I, You know what? You know what? I'll add just one thing before the break, and that's that Scythia says, Scythia Voss, and introduces herself to Caius. So now I have a name given to someone. That's good. That's important. There you go. Hey, did uh, we introduce ourselves to each other? No. Yeah. You Ca- literally Caius, were introduced Caius to them and then left. and nods at her. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, whatever. <laughs> she doesn't really care. 
You'll learn each other's names through blood. Mm-hmm. It's much easier when people are screaming, you know? It's, you hear it more clearly. No comment. Well, fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back very shortly with uh, with the second half of Doom Lore Episode 1. A 40k story. Uh, we'll be back after a short break. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Okay, so... Observation chamber. Observing yes. the bridge of the sibilance. You're all here. Uh, it has enough room for probably four times as much people, like maybe 20-so people here. Um, and while the early preparation is being done... There is, from some of these speakers on the walls, that these ones look like uh, angels with skulls for faces, a very tinny music track being filtered through. Uh, it's like a recording of a recording of a recording. <laughs> definitely got some religious significance. It's mostly just sort of background noise. Um... Because you can't hear what's happening down below because the glass is so thick. But that's the entertainment. That's the audio portion of this display. Um, Major Euron, who guided uh, Ohm, Risa, and Yen up here, will actually kind of go up to the side of the glass and will say, will explain that in our previous service, traveling into the warp, was largely unnecessary. Therefore, it is of grand excitement that we have been able, in service to you and your masters, to flit through the stars. It makes our blood run hot with excitement. And the ship is ready for all of it. Now, have any of you... It's up to you whether you've been on a vessel before. For a lot of people, this is a sort of once-in-a-lifetime experience, especially entering the warp. Um, the process itself is how ships in the Imperium travel very quickly throughout space. The warp, uh, which goes by many other names, like the Imperium is one of them, uh, is a parallel dimension and you can travel through that dimension much faster. But there are all manner of dangers to this process. The warp is also the home to demons and other foul creatures. It's actually made up of soul stuff. Now you as characters don't know that exactly. One of you is very aware of the demonic dangers of the warp. The rest of you, though, do know about warp travel and, and how ships can travel through it and how ships can travel through them safely uh, to varying different degrees of uh, knowledge. Maybe a little bit more if you've been through the warp before, but to a lot... To, there are ships that do warp travels routinely every day. The dangers are clearly overstated. Um, now, as Euron said, this vessel entering the warp is of some importance, and... Also a display. 
a lot of things have been turned to ritual and this has been turned into a performance. Every player of the around 30 or so people down there on the bridge knows their place and knows their actions. Even if they're at a console tapping away at a Cognitor, they are still part of the performance and everyone moves in their very precise ways. Some of you may find beauty in that. Some of you may find it ridiculous. It's it's somewhere in between, most likely. Uh, especially due to the fact that the uh, the members who run the ship, they are uh, largely dressed to the nines, how to say. They dress like almost old Imperial captains would. The garb is often quite colourful. Their faces are plastered with white and then make up on top of that like a performer on a stage. They're performing for the for the audience in the back, after all. Um, but this performance ritual starts taking place. Uh, Tepris Yoron is also actually here with you while it begins but uh, kind of just sort of leaves <laughs> as it's taking place. This is something you'll learn from tech priests. They will just leave and enter conversations of their own regard. They're, you know, they're either like furniture or they're the most important thing in the conversation and there's no in-between. Um, if any of you would sort of chat about this while this ritual is taking place, uh, feel free. Uh, right now, the uh, actual glass that looks out into space is closing with ridiculously big armoured hatches that are sealing shut. I would like to turn to the small, powerful-looking one, the female. Have you ever seen something like this before? Uh... No, I haven't been in one of these before. But it's impressive, isn't it? Quite. What about you? I look over at the crazed-looking man. I know so much about the warp and the inside of it. I'm just here to watch. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Gives you a long look at that, like, <laughs> noted, <laughs> like. Adeptus just, Mechanicus, uh, like, what are they? I was going to say, if you didn't turn to those two, how rude would that have been? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Adeptus. Good to see you all again. Welcome. What are they, uh, doing now? Home takes a moment. He's intently locked on the goings-on of the crew and how they're moving about the console. And when addressed by uh, Risa, his optical mechadendrite rotates back to her. And then the rest of his body will turn... And the megadendrite will then rotate back to look, keep looking down at what's going on. And then he'll just sort of take stock of her for a moment. 
They are preparing the rites of activation. The Gellerfield will sing, and we are all blessed to hear the chorus. And then he'll simply just rotate himself slowly back and resume watching the goings-on. Need. And who are you? As I turn towards <laughs> Yen. Oh, uh, me? Yes. Ah, name's Yen Bonsell. Pleasure to meet you. Hello, Yen. My name is Raisa. And I don't believe I caught your names either. I just kind of gesture at the the female. City of us. She introduces like uh like it's not super important, but that it's something to call her. Um and yourself? Risa. Is that Scythia with a C? Yes, with a C. Indeed. And um, you he, I, uh, Caius eyes uh, rises suspiciously and says my name is Caius and, and yours my name is Risa where do you you're lucky he didn't introduce himself to me earlier where do you come from Caius oh, oh, a world of pain this place stinks. I wish to go back to somewhere. Somewhere better. Well, depending on if what I heard about this process is true, you may just get the chance. <clears throat> Improbable. And what makes you say that, Mechanicus? What is your name, by the way? Do you have a designation? My designate is Ohm 13. Greetings, Ohm 13. He doesn't. <laughs> Just no explanation of the question. <laughs> Nope. He doesn't so what return if you feel her greetings. Rumbling. Uh, the rumbling may, you know, alleviate any awkwardness from that moment. For everyone other than Ohm. <laughs> Ohm doesn't care. Um, now, I mean, you have been avoid a void ship, which is moving. It wasn't stationary. So there was always, and there's always a slight sense of vibration, a sort of any kind of vessel moving. Um, but the rumbling grows and kind of throbs and you can only assume that this is the start of the Gellar field that uh, Ohm mentioned. Uh, some of you may have heard of the Gellar field, which basically is what allows humans, humanity, to safely navigate the warp. The warp is filled with horrors. The Gellar field keeps them out. Um, at this point, the ritual down below is reaching, for lack of a better word, it's climax. I could have said crescendo, but I, you know, I decided to stick with climax. Honestly, um, it isn't 
you know, getting any more exciting, but you can tell that the process is starting to get to an end. Well, for them, uh, it's not getting any more exciting. Ohm is thrilled. For you, yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to look at all the, the the lines of binaric code on any of the screens. Especially, I imagine Ohm would be paying attention to the two or so members of the Mechanicae that are just standing in the room. You notice that they are plugged into specific consoles while it kind of looks like they're in deep meditation. I will allow everyone to make another scrutiny check. This is going to have a plus 10 modifier. Oh. Of course, you can opt out. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm scrutinize the hell out of that. <laughs> Ooh. Now, it's All funny because right. roll 20 automatically assumes a 1 is bad. And one is good. Mm -hmm. There yeah. are critical successes and critical failures only in combat, though. Um, although, of course, <laughs> we'll, ten, we'll right? respect. It's at, I believe, only one to five uh, starts Righteous Fury. Oh, plus ten modifier, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scrutinize so hard I start a Righteous Fury. <laughs> ah. I, I hit on. I hit it on. <laughs> just money. run, shoot someone. <laughs> what righteous fury does, by the way, uh, in case y'all don't know, is it basically allows you to cause a critical injury to someone that you're attacking uh, mm -hmm. if you roll really well. Even though critical injuries usually you only do if you really, if they're mm. on death's door. So you might be able to cut off an arm or a leg or something. Um, so what successes we have? Of course, arm rolls a one. That's. A success. I think also a, a one to five is actually always success, success, no matter the modifier, which is something. Um, sure. Risa fails by around six. Uh, right, so Sithia... shifts her shifts her weight from one foot to the other. Clearly, a little bit distraught. Scythia <laughs> fails by a mile. That yeah, that so is Scythia six degrees of failure. Some... Actually, yeah. Yen has gone fail. into a coma. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yen passes out immediately. <laughs> Crafts his uh, pants. <laughs> and Kainas is also a success. Um, what yeah, yeah. you uh, two notice, the robot mm -hmm. and the cursed child, um, mm -hmm. you both notice different things, actually. Um, Ohm? You notice well, something you both notice is that one of the consoles, beside where one of the tech priests is plugged into, everything is so performed, everything is so rehearsed. They've prepared this hundreds of times. You see a moat of scared uh, hesitation on one of the performers, one of the members of the bridge crew, who clearly something has happened that they did not expect. This is all prepared, this is all performed. Any slight issue causes this kind of anxious... It's a very slight difference in their demeanor, but both of you notice it. Mm -hmm. Because anything being slightly wrong or slightly different in this maneuver is incredibly important. And both of you actually know that. Um, it would actually be Ohm who notices, not shortly after this, and actually before the ritual is completely finished, uh... Both of the uh, Adeptus Mechanicae members in the room, kind of their mechadendrites, recede back into them, and they leave. Uh, you... When the performance is... Is there anything you would do immediately after seeing that, you two? 
I mean, after he sees the Mechanicus abruptly, like, fold up themselves and skitter off. Pick up their briefcase and stroll yeah. away. This is incorrect. The brothers should not have left the bridge. And Ohm doesn't really offer much more than that, but he's de he's tracking where they've gone to. Mm. Uh, would you like to sort of say anything, Caius, before I continue? Uh, no. I mean, Caius obviously picks up on this from Ohm and starts uh, yeah. following his uh, his eyes to see where uh, what what he's watching. So, because this is above the bridge, Hector needs to go under you to some of the exits of the room. Uh, now this is... Is this The layout and suspicious? pathways are labyrinthian. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, is this suspicious behavior that stands out as being out of the norm of... Like, is there... Is, the, is this a sense of treachery or treason? Though, would Risa and see some kind of uh oh i i are you in asking in character or to yeah me? is to you is is this is this the kind of situation that 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 my character would mean, notice something out of place uh, i would say you didn't not notice, familiar right? okay okay <laughs> it'd be more suspicious i'd say for her to see ohm's reaction to them doing it ohm's reaction ohm is clearly Interested, like you can tell that Ohm is interested, but you didn't notice anything strange about what you saw from the observation booth, uh, or, or about anyone. Um, is the observation booth exposed to space at all? Like deep space? No. Right. So the way so, it works is the observation okay. booth is higher. There is a diagonal glass. It's like a surgical theater. Cool. It's like a surgical theater. The bridge had windows out into space. Those have been covered by blast doors. Okay, just one. You to do make not sure look into that. space when you are traveling through the warp. Yep, don't want to do that. Surefire bad news. Oh, you're all insane. Yeah. Um, thirteen. Um, what is happening? I am unsure. And then he turn is he turns Ohm would turn and would either look past or around Risa if she's behind him or whatever. Is the door to the observation deck that they're on closed? Uh yeah, I mean I think almost all the so this ship works. It is well maintained. All of the doors open and close kinda of as you're approaching. Okay, but there's nothing to suggest it's locked or anything like that. No. So they're, they're, they're decorated, but usually you would see the locking. Uh, and enter, right? and With exposed an indicator, right? Bars or something, or just a red uh, symbol or something. No, it, it, the door is not locked. Good check, though. I respect the hell out of you checking. The only other two people in this room, other than ourselves are the two Mechanicus brothers plugged into the consoles, yes? That would be when you look down and notice that they're not there anymore. Yeah. yeah. They were on the deck with everyone else and then they abruptly ah. unplugged themselves and left. I see. And at this point while you're talking about it, the ritual has come to an end and you can notice the one person that hesitated is very 
sheepishly trying to leave. You know, the rest are celebrating. They don't often get into the warp. There's uh, Amnesac is being brought out for the uh, one person who hesitated. And they are trying to leave as quickly as possible, and they are leaving out of a different door than the ones that the uh, Mechanicus members left through. Would Ohm see that? Yeah, yeah. All of you can see that, it's just that you okay. and Caius know to keep an eye on that person, or, or would, you know. This feels irregular. And he would point... At this one of the few times he's actually moved his body would point out his arm at that specific person to make sure the rest of them so saw it. So, I think as soon as it's like, this person is leaving, like, in a nervous hurry or, or what have you, um, Cydia's, like, first move is if it's a regular to Ohm, it's a regular like, in general, assumedly. Yeah. So, then it's worth investigating or worth like, uh, detaining. Um... <laughs> Now so, you're thinking with uh, so with Arbites. She, she she like immediately immediately turns um, to head like to to wherever she can intercept this person on like the the, the pathways that would like join together because I know we're yeah. up on like a deck right so you're up on a deck now but like this area of the ship is the same area that those people would live uh, who run who, who run the bridge so, so so like if you've been living on this ship for more than a month you might know which way to go right absolutely um, it's still gonna be a check yeah um, of course although if any of you I was gonna notice... say like if anybody comes with me feel free to you know but but the thing is goes. that um, if anyone who notices who knows these things like Yen uh, you can actually get another modifier uh, from basically uh, their assistants mm. if they are if you kind of cut them in and you're both trying together yeah I guess while she's leaving she'd yeah. probably be like let's uh, like let's let's get him or something you know like a, a <laughs> like just a, just a quick like ass. well just like a quick like if it's a regular it's a regular sort of thing let me at least see where he's okay. going dude good idea good question stop uh, that man I, I would, would want to most fit I would want to follow too uh, now I believe it's a survival that's right it's a survival check mm -hmm. uh, okay. I think an intelligence based one rather than uh, perception although they're very similar although you know it could be perception or intelligence it can't really be agility for this one uh, but you are going to have a uh, plus 30 on this from so, the party's assistance and the oh, okay. relative ease. So I'm still making the check because if anybody has survival, I don't. I, so, you no. are still making the check. You're the one leading right. the charge. All right, fine. Let's. So be it. Yeah, we're just uh, falling behind. Let's see here. It, or perception. It really doesn't make a difference. So let's do it. You said plus 30? Plus 30. Cool. Which Here slightly counteracts your minus 20. Yes. yes, that is a success. A 30 when you were looking for a 44. Um, this is a matter of walking through hallways, finding out where the stairs would be, maybe even opening a hatch so you can drop Le down into the layer there. A left and a right on. and another left, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and uh, like I said, Yen is absolutely the one who knows how ships work. You've only been here for like an hour. <laughs> no, a little bit longer. But you know, just like 
that way, that way. Uh, and you can drop down into a uh, another gilded hallway where you can see uh, this figure, this member of the bridge crew. Um, they are white face painted, uh, plaster, white hair curled up in a kind of uh, pompadour kind of thing. Uh, the white makeup kind of stains their uniform kind of permanently. Um, and they were already nervous seeing you guys just like drop down from the layer above right before them. Uh, they are gonna try and run for it. Um, which is the matter of well, however you would wish to catch this person. I would propose contested athletics checks. Um, I can, you know, yeah, which is the, yeah, contested athletics is pretty good. So uh, they are going to roll theirs. Anyone who wants to help, it doesn't have I to. Do. This is not a, I'm giving you a plus 10, but you can roll if, your own if, uh, uh, athletics. If you want to if you want to take the lead on it, Rice, I don't mind. Like, uh, I will absolutely... Yes. So the, I, I will help you just, rather than... Yeah, sure. Just double oh, check we'll how, big lady. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw an athletic check. checks. Do I, have my, do I have my loud hailer available? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's built into your armor. It's into your armor, yeah. Hailer. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's built part right, your right helmet. here. You just... You, you could pretty much just hit it, like, with your chin and activate it or something. Right. It's, like, so easy. Attention, citizen. Uh, I, Halt immediately, or you will be terminated. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. This is going to be an athletics from you. Uh, I'll give you a plus 10 from everyone else kind of helping and getting out of your way. They have to make an athletics. You need to uh, basically roll better than them. I need to just real quick check their stats as a regular basic uh, kind of... That could have gone better. <laughs> Because we have to dive okay, out where because if you, he might he might roll worse. Yeah. Yeah. Failure is you know it's only part of the thing. Okay. They have athletics. They don't have athletics training, which makes sense. They've never seen a gym in their life. Okay. Uh. Da da da. Da da. Uh, so you have. Oh. You rolled a eighty-nine, looking for a sixty-two. This is when we do math. Mm-hmm. They rolled a 64, looking for a 16. Now their failure is much get... higher. Yeah. Their failure is much higher. Good. Yeah. I, you know, what? I'm just gonna trust that one because I don't like math. It is. Uh, yeah, their, their failure. Their failure is. Uh, uh, rough. It's the you... biggest failure. So they... They, yeah, they they tripped over <laughs> their own robes. Like they, they exactly. Even, like... They're sort of they're they're, they're not a they're, they're, they've never been in this situation in their life. They dropped their right? and they're already anxious. As you're, like, running up behind them, Ricer, you can hear the the extremely labored, anxious breathing (laughs) as they're Mm. struggling, uh, and the lead-based makeup is not helping. Um, (laughs) Would you essentially grapple them or just kind of corner them? Uh, No, I will absolutely. I'll use my my arm to push their whole body up against uh, the corridor and just try and lift them up off the ground a little bit. Yep. Uh, I will allow this. They do not have the strength to fight. They're hyperventilating. They're freaked out. Uh, You have them uh, in your grapple here. Citizen, multiple third-party individuals have reported one or more of your recent actions as being suspicious and inappropriate. Once a citizen is notified in such a manner, said citizen is reviewed by members of the Adeptus Arbitus. 
In accordance with the Book of Judgment, and upon review, we have determined that you are in violation of the Book of Judgment. How do you plead? I didn't. I. I. I, abs, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything at all. I. 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 This. This is. This is. This is just. This is. Ohm slides up beside uh, Risa <laughs> and looks intently at the man that she's holding off the ground and just. It was me. I reported you. <laughs> Excellent. Uh. Kai Caius now, appears behind uh, Risa as well and says, uh, Please, please, Risa, allow me to interrogate him. I am suspicious of this. Cindy is watching the hallways. All right. Good job there, big lady. <laughs> uh, it's up to you how you want to proceed. Uh, just be held, held up against a wall. They're not going to tell you what you want to know. Uh, interrogation checks are appropriate. Um, there are lots of ways you could do that. Uh, it can be uh, weapon, uh, willpower. I always think that interrogation can be weapon skill because it looks very similar. I'm do like, I, that, well, that makes sense. Do I have uh, but my... But it's a willpower or... Do I have my shock mace? Am I... Oh, you have that with you at whole time. Right. It's a very... So in the 40k universe... Very large one-handed weapons are pretty light and casual, and I imagine you carry it with you the whole time. I'm just going to, uh, with one hand with this guy up against the wall, I'm just going to put my hand on the holster of my shock mace and just tell him, Citizen, I will allow my fellow acolyte to question you, and if you lie to him, well, don't lie to him. And I step back, let him drop to the ground a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely drops to the knees. They are <laughs> spindly knees. There is a clunk. At your leisure, Caius. Uh, Caius pulls out uh, an excruciator kit and stares at the uh, stares at the crew member and says, No. We can do this the easy way, or the hard way, which I would prefer. Okay, so this is an interrogation role, obviously. <laughs> Risa, you can use whichever skill you want. Risa will turn her back to this. To this. <laughs> ah, yes, plausible deniability. Uh, do you know the bonus the excruciator kit gives you, or shall I look it up? I believe it was, I think you said plus 20, but it might be. Uh, I think I it's also a plus 20, but you know uh, what? Yeah. Let's make sure that uh, it's not torturous interrogation is mm -hmm. perfectly uh, yeah, 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 interrogate, and by the book. Yeah. Uh, where is the excruciator kit? It's right under the skies kit. Yeah, it's a plus 20. So uh, you have a plus 20 on this. There's already a plus 20 because they're terrified. So this is a plus 40, plus which is 40? at the point where uh, you're not really meant to roll anymore, but let's, let's just go wild. Let's make, let's make sure, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, looking know? for an 82, you get a 15. Mm -hmm. uh, so an excruciator kit. But you know what? You can describe what's inside it and how you would go about getting information from this terrified uh, noble. Mm-hmm. 
so I pull out a, uh, a long, spindly uh, uh, instrument. And I say, uh, Now, I would begin with inserting this under your fingernails so that you could explain to me exactly what's gone wrong here today. This can occur immediately, or you can be forthcoming with that information. I, 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 so, there was, there was a blip. There was a blip. It's, it's all, it was just a blip. There has never been a blip before. Clarify. The, the process, the, the program processing, activating the, the uh, Gehar fields, there was a blip. What was this blip? It, it what just, does it mean? I, I don't know what it means. I don't know. I, I don't know what it means. It's, 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 I, I just know, I, I, it's never happened before, and I, and, and if anything is not to the, the proper performance, then, then I could get uh, demerited, and, and, and all sorts of things could happen, I'd, and, uh, I'd like to turn on my shock mace. A demerit <laughs> citizen is the least of your concerns. I, I, I understand you, you you're, you're, you're far more terrifying than uh, the captain's. Um, uh, all, all I know is that it, it, it has never happened before, and, and the, the cognitive screen had a blip, uh, and, and then it continued, and it was fine, and it completed fine, so it, it, it should all be fine, but I, I was worried that if, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it could have not been uh, thrown, I'm doomed. What could be the consequences of this blip? I, 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 I do not know. I, I I I operate the 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 ritualistic inputs into the devices. Why did the tech priest leave you following this blip? So, you started torturing. <laughs> uh, so I started torturing. So I started mm-hmm. torturing. Uh, so I was so I was torturing. Uh, it is clear that this little guy doesn't know anything. And this is actually very common in the 41st millennium. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know the depth behind what they do. Uh, machines, they don't know how they under- how they work, what they understand. This uh, person, whose job it was to type in the input rituals, they don't know what it means if it goes wrong, right? Mm. This is not yeah. knowledge that they need to do their duty. Um, the people that would... It's muscle memory for them. It's mm-hmm. muscle memory and it's uh, religious rituals, more or yep. less. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, the, you still have them there on the floor if you want to keep torturing them. I mean, that's your choice. That's Yeah, well, actually, now that you say it... Um, would the tech priests understand what occurred here? Again, why did they leave? I, 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 they've never left before, but they're actually—they're not at all the rehearsal performances. Um, they, 
Uh, they would know. They, of course, would know. They they interface directly with the machines. They make sure that the machine spirits are calm. I I, I may have I may have angered one of the machine spirits, and that's what what caused all of this. But I I did everything absolutely by the letter to to appease them. You sure you're telling me the truth? Uh, yes. <laughs> Is there home? Yes, excuse me. Is there, is there anyone who can verify your story or claim? If the tech priest will know what happened, they'll, they can they can talk to the machine spirits, they can soothe them. It's... And he's, at this point he's crying, which is making the white makeup just kind of clump horribly. And, oh, it's... That, that's like the only liquid coming out of his body. Looks like Alice Cooper. Take yeah. us... You will take us to the tech priests immediately. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, of course. The guy awkwardly stands up. I would, I would like to. Uh, to I have. Do I have manacles? I do, don't I? You do. Yeah, I would like to put manacles on him. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, in which case, uh, they will start leading you. Um. Understand, citizen, that the only reason you are still alive is that we need to determine the accuracy of your statements. If the accuracy fails to provide any truth, then you will be met with extraordinarily swift justice. I, I, I swear on the Emperor, I'm telling the truth. We shall see. Now... At this point, the performance well and truly ended, right? And, uh... I mean, I don't know if any of you are theatre kids. I I could never tell. Um, but they're sort of leaving the bridge. A rapturous joy that everything went perfectly well. Uh, clapping hands on each other's backs. Some of them went down the corridor that you uh, uh, are interrogating in. But a quickly gone down another way. They don't really notice what's going on. Um, the uh, the person that you are leading you will will try their, their best to find uh, a route that the Mechanicus members took. Um, but uh, they're increasingly distressed. They're increasingly terrified. Um, and it seems like they can't find them. Now, Caius, please roll for me a Synescence Sense check. Synescence check. Yeah. With a plus 20. Okay. That is a, a success by one. Uh, 50 looking for a 51 Caius everything you you, you so the way that other that certain individuals interact with the warp mm -hmm. and psionic powers is different depending on each individual you can tell that something's wrong you can tell that the blip wasn't just in the performance that maybe the Galar field did falter for a moment sure. because you are traveling through the warp you could actually feel it mm -hmm. 
almost as if the back of your mind was now immersed in a great giant pool. You could feel it, but now you can feel it digging into the rest of you. Maybe you taste ash or smoke, but you feel that something is wrong. While you're feeling this, the uh, the bridge crew member is leading you down further into the depths. There are members of the Wallers, the maintenance crew of the ship, that are working on a uh, part of the walls. They are welding a, a uh, sort of just a hole shut. The lot of you see, as you're walking, a wisp of red in the air, like ink submerged in water it pours and moves before disappearing nearly as swiftly as it appeared in the first place ohm 13 what is that can you identify it uh you know what i'll uh I don't have any specific knowledge on it, but I guess I could try to... You could try, yeah. Uh, it would be um, a... I don't know if there's a knowledge on space travel in general, but you could also just make a logic check. Mm -hmm. I think would be most appropriate here. Yeah, I'll do right. a logic Everything check. that's going on, you can p compile all the information. I think it'll be a plus 10, which is, by the way, plus 10 is average difficulty, again. Seem gonna get my brain around that. Uh, looking for a 50, you roll a 35. You come to the same conclusion that Caius has, not that he shared it with everyone. Mm -hmm. That the Gellar field has not failed. The Gellar field keeps the denizens of the warp away from the inside of the ship. If it failed, you would all be being eaten by demons or something far worse. The Gellar field faltered for a moment. It may have let something in or more accurately the ship for a moment when it failed was one with the warp. And that can do all manner of things. You feel it too do you not priest? Something is wrong. This holy machine has decided to test us. And that's about all that you will get out of Ohm. Can I... Can he actually inspect the hole that was made, or has it been covered up completely? Like, uh, it's, it's being... Uh, it is still a hole. Uh, you absolutely can. Um, what sort of check would that be? You basically want to see if this was caused by yeah. uh, that, right? Uh, that's a... Scrutiny? I don't know. I think no. I think just a, a general perception check. An oh, no, awareness. There's awareness. Uh, awareness, intelligence, please. Which is way better for you. I uh, you actually have. Do that. I get a bonus because of my optical mechadendrite? You could put your eye in the hole. <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck it. Yes. Plus twenty. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that is actually a failure with a 73 looking for a 52. First of all, you walk up to these two maintenance men. Uh, the big, bulky sort of guys that 
you know, they do all the heavy lifting, they fix things when they're really broken. Um, mm-hmm. The vent is uh, letting out some steam as a constant kind of steam in the air, and you kind of approach in, it's very in character for Ohm, you kind of shove them out of the way to examine, and uh, you kind of, you know, hunch over and look in, in great detail, you let the, the optical mechadendrite and look around inside. Um, there's nothing telling about the, the injury, you actually can't work out how it was caused at all. Um, but Can it even permeate the interior? No, it's 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 a couple of layers deep because of course it's just hulls and hulls and hulls. It, it basically mm-hmm. goes into the layer outside of this, <laughs> but uh, it, it's impossible for you to work out what it is. But the two um, maintenance guys are pissed. Uh, they, you know, you kind of shove them back, and not not in a like get out of my way. Just you need to be there. I am now op- mm-hmm. occupying the space that you were in, and there Shoulder is that person out of the way, and they're kind of—they're both pacing. They're both mad. You can see it. You can actually see their their faces turn redder with the blood that is pumping and coursing through them, with their heart I, starting to go faster. I would like to state that I have my weapon in my hand at this point, my my chain blade, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try and like talk them down in the best way that I can talk anyone down, which is just stare at them until they stop. Just like straight <laughs> intimidating eye contact. Yeah, ah, absolutely. Uh, guess what role that's going to be? It's going to be an intimidate. Yeah, of um, course. This is actually going to be really quite hard though. This is going to be with a uh, minus minus 20. Okay. Alright. It's still possible, but It's still not... possible. Not great. It's still possible. Um, here we go. Anything's possible. Anything is possible. You said minus 20? Minus 20, yeah. That is uh, a hard check. Okay. I do not succeed. I rolled 87 when well. I needed a 17. Um, the thing is, though, this usually works. In, in all your training, you... In your line of work... It's weird that somebody maintenance tech would be that would would try to stand up to yeah. you. You you give the eye, they give the eye back, and they aren't uh, sort of relenting. Now this would be when you kind of look over them properly. They do have a little bit of kind of just sort of padded leathers. They have heavy maintenance gear and welding wrenches, and you can mm. kind of tell. You can actually watch one of them. He's fiddling with the settings with it. Almost like a nervous, like angry tick. If I have learned uh, anything in this universe, Ollie, it's that he who strikes first strikes last. So I'm just gonna go for it. Okay, you're gonna charge towards them. Yeah, if they're yeah, why not? Mm. I think this is an excellent place to actually leave it for today. Oh, okay. uh, right when it was getting treasonous. <laughs> right when it, we were, we're we were you know bordering on heresy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, heretics. there was like a floating red thing, and now these guys are acting weird. They're clearly possessed. I'm just gonna end it right Sorry. here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rooted yeah, out at the source. Taste of the chain blade. Yeah. I saw a red uh, so dot. Now I'm gonna kick your ass. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, no, Absolutely. actually, it, it's not that. It's I saw red. I read thing. 
Then I tried to stop you from kicking our ass. Then I assumed you would kick our ass, so I'm just gonna. Are we the assholes? <laughs> are we the assholes? We're in this system? We're the yeah, Inquisition. Usually, but... Yes, we are. Mm -hmm. You're the assholes that save the world in the end, maybe? Yeah. Thank you for inviting us on your ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you right. so much, Ollie. This is amazing. Well, we got to have at least one more episode. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be at least next week for sure. I'm so excited. Episode two: The Bloodthirster. Right. The <laughs> episode two: I Me mean, explaining combat rules for thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. This oh, is fantastic. Yes. Oh. Uh, sorry if I uh, jumped the gun there, Ollie. You weren't ready for it. <laughs> oh no, no. I, I, I really. I was looking at the clock and I'm like. There's, there's no way our it's not first be enough time <laughs> is not going to be done before we have to end, so <laughs> let's True. not even bother. Those guys should have looked away. 100% their fault. I agree. They should have. Uh, they shouldn't have gotten possessed. Maybe possessed? They shouldn't have gotten know. maybe possessed. Maybe, yeah. all they're, maybe they're not even possessed and they're just angry. You know? yeah. Possession maybe is a violation of the Book of Judgment. Just, <laughs> maybe this is ornery maintenance man, but that still merits the death sentence. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. God, oh, me, me too. too. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I finally get to do the thing that I'm good at. <laughs> yes. You did the talking, now we do the killing. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. 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 I have a Time feeling a hefty amount of this group's of conflicts are going to be because Ohm has no social interaction skills. <laughs> oh, that's no, true. You know what? I think, I think we, I think we have a great we have a great couch of like interrogation, intimidation, social in the group, it mm -hmm. seems like. Mm -hmm. so. I don't Ohm's think is crush head that with good at social when it's not yeah. a threat. I have fellowship yeah, twenty seven. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they're once they're a threat, I'm very social. Actually you're pretty good, yeah. <laughs> we'll just push Yen out to the front when we go to do like when yeah. we go to do dirty small child. When we're negotiating, <laughs> just push him to the front. Always <laughs> hiding well, behind those that are bigger. It's still it's That's still like it's still like five people that don't really know each other very well, so I think that'll change as time goes on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, like, of course. That's, that's the exciting part. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Thank you again, Ollie. First Dark Heresy session. Do more! Yeah, Done. absolutely, Ollie. Do more, yeah. session one, nailed it. I look, what I a look fantastic. forward to next Friday. What a fantastic first episode. Um, yeah. I want to give a very special thank you to Ollie, our DM. Uh, I want to go back around and, and introduce everybody again, but first, uh, Ollie, tell us a little bit about yourself and 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 just might I say, that was amazing. Thanks a lot. I I've always wanted to run Dark Heresy uh, to this level, right? To this at this level of production, this level of cast, this this all mm -hmm. this this stuff. You know, I'm reflecting the compliment, but I'm like scatter shotting. Um. <laughs> Uh, so this is really exciting. I've uh, DM'd quite a lot of shows on my own channel, mostly in my homebrew setting of Yarviskir. Um, if you like my style, and you like the way I'm sort of telling stories, uh, then this is the greatest opportunity of your life! Um, because, like I mentioned before, I actually have a series of board games coming out early next year. It's called Schism. It is a fast-paced skirmisher game. Uh, to give you a little bit of the, 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 the blurb, uh, a game like Warhammer takes hours and hours to play. 
games like uh, Catan are very simple. This is kind of in between. This is almost like a beginner's introduction to wargaming uh, set in a very uh, deep uh, setting, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for everyone. If you want more information about that, please do follow me on Twitter, where uh, information will be further released as we get closer and closer to the release of some of the sets. Um, also, I do art. There might be art of stuff in this game. There might be stories. I also actually do uh, write battle reports for the Warhammer games I do as well. So if you like Warhammer, uh, plenty... I've, I've got a problem. Plenty, plenty <laughs> of boxes. Plenty of Warhammer boxes to build up. Um, and I'm super uh, honored to have been uh, invited to, to do all of this. And I'm excited for the future. Well, thank you so much, Ollie. I really appreciate it. Um, we're all really looking forward to what you've got in store. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, next up, we have fun. Lucid. Lucid, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where can people find Hi, you? Who are listen, you? Uh, I, it is the end of my week. I'm, I'm going to go watch Hocus Pocus now. Uh, but Ooh. it is, uh, it has been fun. Uh, I do the, the Twitch five days a week, uh, talking about politics and state of events, uh, happening in the U.S. and abroad. So that's what awesome. I do when I'm not doing this. I also have a show on Hotfix that, uh, the nicotine's a regular on. <laughs> so, you know, we're in all those different places on the, uh, on the twitch.tv. Just, uh, just come by and hang out with us sometime at twitch.tv slash lucidfox. Thank you so much for being a part of it, Lucid. Mm-hmm. Lock the Raven. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Uh, I mostly do role-playing on Twitch. I also do uh, voices and things of that nature. Lately, I've been doing Fallout role-playing. Like I said before, I dick around with you a lot. Um, that's pretty much it. Awesome. And where can people find Wait you? A, at twitch.tv slash lock the Raven. <laughs> Awesome. Glad you glad you picked me to follow behind uh, Lucid, who clearly does much more interesting stuff. <laughs> hey, listen, I, nothing's interesting. It's, uh... <laughs> Distracted elf, tell it's us a little me. bit Hello. about the elf Hello. behind the behind the the, the lore. The elf it? behind elf the shelf. I wasn't gonna shelf. say it. I wasn't We're gonna say there, it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least at least it was spelled right. Um, <laughs> so. Wow! Alright. S C H E L. Don't think we don't think we didn't notice you took out the space in her name at some point. <laughs> I did. I ab I absolutely did. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm Distracted Elf. You can find me on Twitch at Distracted Elf or on Twitter at Distracted Elf. Um, if you want to see more role playing game stuff that I'm currently doing, I am running the Roll Twenty Percent uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden game. I am GMing that over on uh, Twitch. TV slash D and D on Mondays at 1 p.m. PST. Um, what else? Uh, lots of stuff on my own Twitch channel, but mostly follow me on Twitter and you'll see everything that I'm doing. So you should do that. Awesome. Just a reminder: you can get all of these links in uh, in chat right now. Exclamation point do more. Next up, we have Enovan. Hello there. I'm Enovan. I mainly stream VR games lately, like Beat Saber and whatnot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm. I got no sleep last night. Oh no! Enovan is no, no, joining no, no, us no. from from the UK, where it is a very sleepy hour. Don't you baby him? Switching hour. I thank you so much, Enovan. Enovan is also a role player. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at twitchtv Enovan and on YouTube as well, where I've recently been uploading highlights. 
Anyone as well on there. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Of course, my name is Nicotine. Um, that's N-I-K-A-T-I-N-E. I do a lot of roleplay here on Twitch.tv. Um, a lot of Grand Theft Auto roleplay and Atlas and Daisy and and that kind of thing. But I also get into tabletop roleplay and um, and I'm very excited to have had the opportunity to be a part of our very first Warhammer 40k show here at Fable Scraps, Doom Lore, a 40k story. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's Nicotine Prime, N-I-K-A-T-I-N-E Prime on Twitter. So thanks again, Ollie. Thanks again, cast. You've all been fantastic. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what we have planned for next week. So thank you, everyone. Uh, Fighting. Everyone who has subbed or followed, uh, you're wonderful. Thank you. Be sure to hit up the Discord, fablescraps.com slash Discord. Uh, we're also on Spotify and Stitcher now. That's uh, fablescraps.com slash Spotify and fablescraps.com slash Stitcher, respectively. So, Thanks again, everyone. Have a fantastic night. I'll see everybody again so soon. Thanks, chat. You're great. Bye, Bye. everyone. <laughs> no Bye-bye. <morning>. Farewell. <laughs>